Mm-hmm. You, you, say, you say bring the presence. Like, where are we bringing the presence from? We're not tempting God to come, like, to drive up the driveway and <laughs> have a song. You know, we are, we, we are, are the, the presence. We're the jars of oil, yeah. right? And when we, when we come into the space and we break them open, guess what? The place starts yeah. to smell like oil. Like, it starts, yeah. to, yeah. it starts to smell like the presence of God. So yeah. it's, that, it's that gift of self yes. that's actually, it's foundational. And welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Yeah. We're here today to talk about some Woo. exciting stuff Woo-hoo. with my friend Dan Dimitang yes. and my other friend Aaron Richards and a special friend today, Joseph So we're so excited about this episode today. We actually, uh, <laughs> we're here to talk a little bit about worship. So I oh. know that this is the show where encounter meets mission. And so many of you have probably had encounters with the Lord through worship, right? At mass or through Eucharistic adoration, maybe through a praise and worship night at your parish or maybe at a conference that you've been at. And um, the Lord's been doing something here when it comes to worship, a people that just desire to give worth to the Lord at all times. And Joseph's been leading up that movement for us here. So we're excited to have you, brother. How you feeling? I feel great. It's <laughs> snowing outside. Oh, yes. You know, it's like it a is. winter yeah. wonderland. You know, we're just, <laughs> we gotta this love is the that. best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why don't we... Um, why don't we start with prayer and then we'll uh, just jump into conversation right yeah. away. Does that sound good? You're gonna, to you're gonna sing for us in yeah. the name oh. of the Father oh. <laughs> and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, no prayer. Yeah. No, no, oh my gosh, time. I'm gonna start again in prayer. Stands a heretic. <laughs> name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we do love you. Uh, we welcome you here today's mm-hmm. show. Um, Lord, thank you. As Brad was saying earlier, thank you for all the ways that you have broken through barriers to meet us. Mm-hmm. So God, we pray that in 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 music, in worship, and in love of you, God, that that we could pour our hearts out in a complete expression, Lord, and that in giving of ourselves, that we might find out who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, um, teach us again how to stretch outside of our comfort zones and how to experience and encounter you in new and powerful ways. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray that for, mm-hmm. through today's show, that you would inspire us, that you'd light a fire in our hearts, and you'd allow us to come to encounter you more fully. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Two prayers right at the beginning, one of laughter and the other exactly. of wise yeah. words. That's, I think, right. Uh, That's right. But no, I do. I think the uh, I think the combination there is actually interesting because we talk around here a lot yep. about joy and reverence and how mm. they actually come together mm-hmm. for appropriate worship, right? Yeah. That like the Lord doesn't want Brad to go into the church, turn off joy and turn off yeah. reverence and then turn off reverence when he leaves and turn yeah. off joy. Yeah. And so um, why don't we just start before we get into more about you, Joseph, why don't we start with just like a, a general understanding of worship? Like what, yeah. what what is worship? Why is it important? Let's just have like I yeah. know, a few minutes dedicated well, to discussing a I, big question like that. <laughs> I, I just think the, uh, I was thinking during prayer because you just started off with gratitude and I was just grateful for what God's done here. And I had a snapshot of just our worship history here in Damascus. <laughs> yeah. Like, so our apostolate started oh, way back in 2001. <laughs> yeah. and, I was going to say, we're going to bring them back like, up. 
so we started Catholic Youth Summer Camp in 2001, and the first two years of camp, it was just like our worship culture was actually hitting uh, play on a play recorder and, and a priest singing Awesome God. Yeah. And Awesome God is the only worship song we ever sang, and it, I don't know if it was sang Bring from it back. a heart of worship yes. or yes, it was. a heart yes. of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I think Aaron, Aaron was the confirms. one who was hitting play yeah. back then. I was, I was, I was, and rewind I was and play. The tech, the tech boy. Right. Let's do it again. So for two years in our ministry, we just sang Awesome God, and that was really our worship culture. And then the third year, we are like, hey, we need something else, right? Yeah, yeah. So we brought in the the awesome band from Kentucky, Fishhook, right? Yeah. And yeah. Then, is, is Fishhook still together? Uh, Fishhook, I don't know. I don't think Fishhook. <laughs> we Can we get him on the show? The oh, show. we need to get Fishhook. So Fishhook was actually beautiful. It was a youth minister who put together his yeah. high schoolers into a worship band. That's so amazing. we thought Fishhook was a, like a Christian rock band. It came... It turned out they were like high schoolers who yeah. slept all day, and then and they, they woke up and played in the And evening. they drove in a short bus. Yeah. It was <laughs> awesome. Was Fishhook like a reference to Fishers of Men? Yeah, Is that yeah, what they yeah, were doing? of course. That's yeah, amazing. they were the Fishhook. And, then, and, and then Aaron was like, okay, after that, well, he's like, I've got to I've, I've got to establish a worship culture in Damascus. So he's just like, I'm going to learn how to play well, Catholic guitar. Catholic Summer Camp at the time, right? Yeah, 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 Damascus, yeah. Right? Catholic Youth Summer. So, so he started playing guitar. You, I think you just picked it up like literally in a week. Like, like he does with everything. Yeah, it was kind of fresh. Aaron's going to like do surgery next week because he's yeah. like, I'm going I'm to decide to learn how. Which was kind of fun. So we go to a concert, a Christian worship concert, and afterwards we go to our house and we're like, we want to do some worship, but no one knew how to play. So like yeah. we just, Aaron and my brother both started to learn how to play. My brother never really learned. <laughs> and Aaron mastered it. And then we started a great band. Aaron, your first band name was? The Fiery Fish. And Fiery, <laughs> Fiery Fish. Fish. Named That's after right. what? This is this is good. This is so in, in, the, in the book of time. Tobit, in the book of Tobit, there's a demon, there's a demon possessed couple. Okay. All good band names so, start with demon possessed, demon possessed couples. couples. So there's a young, there's a young woman who, uh, who every time she marries a man, um, mysteriously on their wedding night, the man is murdered. Okay. By the demons. By, presumably by the demon. So, and, and also there's, uh, also the dad, to Tobias, uh, he, it, he also is blinded um, when a bird poops in his eye. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the point. If, if anyone thinks the Bible book. isn't entertaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. just watch this when segment. When are going to think no. a movie about the book of Tobit? Right? <laughs> that's so, my next song, actually. It's, so, called, it's called Poop in the Eye. So there's a... Vasquez <laughs> 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 worship releases <laughs> poop, poop in the eye. So there's you should a, see the, you should see the song of healing. <laughs> you should see the cover art for it. I don't think it's good for our branding. So this is a good scriptural study for us. So there's a prophetic word given by the angel Ray and uh, and he says to go and buy, bring a fish and to burn the fish and that the smoke of the fish will heal heal the eye and deliver the demon. So uh, so that's what happens. Yeah, so, it's on the shirt too. So fiery fish later, like years later, someone, someone wanted, we were running a men's session at camp and someone wanted to like give a demonstration of the book of Tobit. No so way. So they actually cut a fish open and lit it on fire. Aaron, I don't think you knew that. I, I did not know, know that. that. I, just, I just learned that. <laughs> That was the best idea. Yeah, the mutilate yeah, 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 yeah. fish. What? Yeah, there aren't pictures. There's, uh, there's also there's no sacrifice. No, there was there was a really 
that was before social media. <laughs> but nonetheless, over the years, our worship culture has really developed. And I think it's something that um, it progressed <laughs> over time and we had to work for and fight yeah, for. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like, okay, day one, a hundred people came in with a heart of worship that wanted yeah. to pursue the Lord all in. It was like, I mean, I, I remember times feeling like Aaron's playing guitar and I'm like worshiping, like mm-hmm. doing expressive praise. I feel like a complete idiot because I'm the only one being <laughs> expressive because Aaron's like uh, playing Play and like guitar, yeah. just that loneliness of like, okay, I'm going to contend for a worship culture. Aaron's mm-hmm. going to contend for a worship culture and mm-hmm. like just like working hard and then right. having someone like Joseph who's come in or, or Chris Fineman, like people who've come into our culture say, you know what? I'm not only going to contend for the worship culture, I'm, I'm going to make it my full-time mission yeah. to develop, like to be a worshiper. Well, yeah. And to, and to like, just go with the story you're sharing here, right? So the, it, the, if the question is like, why worship? Like, why is worship important? Like, mm. part of the importance of worship is actually discovered as you see worship doing something, right? Yeah. As you see worship blessing people, like, like e- even like in the mass, right? Like the, the worship of the mass, it, it developed over time in this, like, we're doing what Jesus asked us to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this grace is being imparted, right? And so over time, we develop around a culture of well, worship. Worship yeah. even itself is a funny word. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> we, we use the word worship primarily when we speak about music, right? right. Praise and worship and, music. But yeah. look, look up worship in the scripture. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The majority of the time, more than half of the time that scripture speaks about worship, mm-hmm. it's actually speaking about bowing down, mm-hmm. right? Of, of making an act of submitting myself really and of making myself an offering. Mm-hmm. So... So it's appropriate that today we have a connotation of worship with with music, of course, right? Because it is, Dan. It's it's that sacrifice. Yeah. You know, when you when you stand in front of the room and when you when you put yourself in a place of saying, God, I surrender everything mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to step into a place of of feeling isolated, of contending, yeah. of of making a, a gift that means something. I mean, Joseph <laughs> used that kind of language all the time, right? Well, because the first ex- the first use of worship ever in the Bible is mm-hmm. when Abraham goes to sacrifice Isaac. Mm-hmm. It's about sacrifice, right? It's about like an offering, and so mm-hmm. worship when it comes to music, has a bad connotation of being something all about me, 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 what I can get, like my feeling, my emotion, whereas actually that's the furthest thing from the truth. Worship is about an offering that you're giving Mm -hmm. unto the Lord. It's not about what you're receiving. You do receive in it, right? There's there's a blessing in it. Right, exactly. (laughs) But it's actually us, it's us giving of ourselves, just pouring our hearts out Mm -hmm. to the Lord Mm -hmm. as a gift, as an offering. And in that he's loved. And when he's loved, he comes with a greater measure of his presence. And that's what impacts an environment, what impacts a people. Well, and the highest form of worship, of course, is the liturgy. And, right. And you, I love the work, the, the the word liturgy in Greek, it means the work of the people, right? So like mm-hmm. the liturgy is this sacrificial work of the people. I don't go to mass just to receive. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't go to mass just to sit in the pew. I'm actually like, in, like I get there and I'm supposed to be, I see myself as an active, mm-hmm. conscious, participating Participate, member right. of the liturgy yeah. where I'm actively laying my life down on the altar. Like, like Christ has, and mm-hmm. and that that same thing when we enter into a time of worship, it's not like I'm just going to come and see it. Like yeah. no, like <laughs> I, I I'm exercising my mm-hmm. body so that my soul will follow right. in in this a- exercise of giving myself yeah. over to that, Him. Maybe, who's I think that's, that's worth saying too, because that's that's one of the um, that's one of the valid criticisms I think mm-hmm. in in music in the church and contemporary sure. worship, right? Uh, and it's actually something that that you're not going to see on the YouTube video, right? And you're not going right. to hear on the album of what happens here, but but maybe you'll notice the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That that we actually, as a community, we orient our hearts in such a way that no, this isn't a moment for you to sit and to, and to think, right. right? This 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 is a moment where we are 
we're engaging in a work because it's just. Right. There's a movement in it, right? Like there's a movement to the Lord, right? The the sacrifice, the offering, it's a it's a movement of mind, body, and soul. Like that's the beauty of the mass, right? If the mass, if the liturgy, which like another cool thing about liturgy is it can also be translated as the work on behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. That's why you have a priest as the worship leader. And when you have like songs being sang, you have a worship leader, not because that person needs to be the focal point, but because that person's doing a work on behalf of the people so the other people can do the work. Does that yeah. make mm -hmm. sense? So yeah. like, there's actually a beauty in that work of worship. But I, I do think there's something to say about that idea of body, mind, and soul, that we know this in the mass, right? I kneel at times, I sit at times, I stand at times. Right. I, I profess my words at times, I pray in my, in, in my heart at times. Like there's a sacrifice being made that's body, mind, and soul. That same thing is what we try to bring into a praise and worship culture, a worship culture of music, right? Right. Yeah. No, totally. And I, I think it's, it is, I mean, we're made body, mind, and soul. And so all of that responds. I mean, it's worship, like love the Lord with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, right? Like yeah. I think oftentimes I will always tell kids when we lead worship, <clears throat> it's like, or even adults when we lead yeah. worship, it's like worship isn't just singing a song. You know, I think yeah. people come into, I think particularly in the Catholic church, we come into environments and and it's like that joy and reverence thing. It's like, oh, we're in a faith thing. So we have to be all quiet now. And we can't, we can't like move our bodies or yeah. sing or anything. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. that's the furthest from the truth. Reverence is actually just your heart properly responding to what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, we're properly responding to Jesus in front of us. And so really we're good. like, it's not about singing a song. It's not, I mean, Dan has a fantastically um, oh boy, beautiful heart for worship. <laughs> yeah. And not the voice to no, match it up. You will never see me on the stage right. at, at Damascus. But worship. I love, <laughs> but I love watching you worship because yeah. you worship so purely. Yeah. Because it's like you're just. Yeah. It's not about how you sound. No, it's, it's about not. a gift to the Lord. Yeah. And so when we tell these kids, it's like, hey, don't worry about what your friend thinks about you. Don't worry about how what you like what you sound. Worship isn't just singing a song. It's a giving of your heart, and that happens. You mean it's not just a tactic, right? No for participation. <laughs> no. Well, it's and actually, but that's why it's such an awesome vehicle for for God to touch your heart because it. It actually is teaching us to grow an identity as sons and daughters of God. Because mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know what? This isn't about me. It's like I, right. I'm not a good singer. I I look silly right now, lifting my hands up. I sound silly singing these songs. Like <laughs> this is not about me no, I love it. performing <laughs> oh, right. for yeah. others. This is truly about me entering in into a, a childlike faith to say, God, this is the dumbest yeah. thing ever, but you want it, so I'm going to do it. Because worship worship positions us to prioritize the presence of God. Yeah, when we worship. It actually prioritizes our viewpoint on the presence of God. It, it, it increases our sensitivity to the Spirit. It's like, all right, God, um, it's taking a magnifying glass or a telescope or whatever you want to use and just zoning it in yeah. on the Lord. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to prioritize your presence mm -hmm. above everything else. Because what happens, I mean, I, I love the analogy, like when there's a painting, the thing that looks biggest in a painting is the thing that's most in the foreground, mm -hmm. right? You can have like a child in the foreground and they look bigger than the mountains in the background because yep. you've brought it into focus. Brought into and focus. if you're bringing the Lord into focus through worship, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden all of our problems, all of our anxieties, our worries, the distractions, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the other things, so small. That they just yeah. look so small because they're in the background now yeah. and you've made him and you're giving them to him. That doesn't yeah. mean they're gone. On, no. but it gives you, I, I mean, yeah. our, our circumstances shouldn't affect our, our worship, worship, but our worship actually like actually has power to affect the circumstances of our Woo! life. It, it should transcend the it's moment. Yeah, Praise it the Lord. It should transcend the moment. going to worship right now. <laughs> Let's go. Jesus. No, it, it, Brad, no, it should. It should yeah. transcend the moment. No, I think yeah. that like the <laughs> idea that like, 
worship gets us out of ourselves. That's the whole point, yeah. right? It, because there's something around me that's transcending what's happening in me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, And that's so important. And we see this. I was actually just teaching a formation session here to the missionaries on 2 Kings. And the idea that uh, Elisha is like talking to the servant that he has and saying um, all of the different things that's going to happen with um, the the king of Iran, I think, or Aram. I'm, I'm forgetting which one. But um, at the end of the day, like the king keeps getting frustrated because he's trying to attack Israel and they're always two steps ahead of him. And he's getting frustrated. He's like, who's doing this? And, and the person that's with the king, he's like, who of you is working for Israel? And he goes, no, there's just someone for Israel that knows what you speak in your bedroom. Come on. Like, it's like there's this power. But anyway, like the, the context was that like um, the servant gets nervous because the, the king finally has a frontal attack where they're surrounded and Israel is just a small little army and they're surrounded by horses and chariots. And the servant's nervous and goes up to Elisha like, I, I think we're done this time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're done. And Elisha like so peacefully just prays that the Lord would open the yep. servant's eyes. And then all of a sudden the yes. servant's eyes are open and he looks around and there's fiery chariots that surround the others yes. because there's something hmm. that's transcending what's happening, right? Yeah, and right. so I love that about worship. I love that about our Catholic faith, because the center point of our faith is the Eucharist, which is centered in a time of worship, like, it, and it prioritizes the well, presence. Exactly. And worship, worship is, I think so often there's, there's also this, um, the way worship has been used at, is as a transitional thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we, we're in a transition, so mm-hmm. worship's our thing. <laughs> yeah. Or as like a filler for things, mm-hmm. you know, um, or as like, this is the means by which people are going to get rocked tonight. It's going to be worship, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is just, none of those things are true. Again, worship is like, <laughs> it's like they're not? No, no. Not like, like worship is so much beyond that. And I think like the reality is worship, David, David understood this. David in the Old Testament understood mm-hmm. worship was his highest priority. Mm-hmm. Over everything else, his mm-hmm. highest priority was worship. He had um, full-time musicians. He had yeah. like literally thousands of full-time musicians. And this is really neat. They, they played nonstop for 33 years, Wow, which is the life of Jesus, which is so cool. Yeah. But they played, I mean, they would have a band in and then they'd bring another band, they'd transition to that band and then they'd bring another band. So it was an unbroken song yep. for 33 years. Wow. That's and as a result, they, right, they have, they their kingdom experienced so much prosperity. There's stories <laughs> yep. in the Old Testament of they like sent the worshipers into the battle first and the battle was won. Like worship isn't just like a side hustle of the church. <laughs> you know, like yeah. worship is actually a priority. I was just sitting with a brother the other day and he just like was like, I think I've finally come to realize that actually worship is the most important thing we do. <laughs> He's like, I-, I know like it's easy to say that, but like there's all sorts of different things. But when we actually give priority to the presence of God, mm-hmm. it changes things. And it and it and it yes. makes no sense according to the world's perspective. Yep. Right. Like, you know, you don't you're not gonna see worship leaders in a in a you know fortune 500 company yep. you know it's like oh that doesn't make sense but there's something about worship that actually orients a people towards towards the presence of god which allows them to do what he is calling them to do in a way that would actually be impossible mm. outside of it well, we start our every week every single week here at damascus with worship right. it's the very first thing like we, every monday we have mass followed by uh, an hour of of team prayer like worship as a community and it's i think it's that it is it's like it's it's got to be our first fruits that i'm giving i'm giving you everything mm-hmm. lord because mm-hmm. out of that flows 
all of the mission, right? right? That if and even I mean, just like where encounter meets mission, right? Like it's worship is that beautiful like place where encounter does meet mission. Like right. it's, it's my mission to the Lord. Exactly. And, and like, exactly. Like I'm actually. I love the word religion as as a virtue, right? Like so, hmm. virtue the, of relationship with Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Well, it's 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 Thomas Aquinas puts religion as a sub virtue under justice, so which it's hmm. giving God Whoa. what He is due. That's so, so religion cool. is about giving God. So when the whole culture attacks religion today. Right. It's because the culture doesn't actually want to give God what he is due. They want to receive from God what they want, right? Yes. And so the mass doesn't really make sense because it's like, man, I, I, it's, but it's, I'm giving God what he's due, yeah. right? Like I was on vacation this weekend, right? And it was so inconvenient. I had to pay $50 to go to mass on Sunday because I had to take an Uber there and back. It was like, <laughs> man, this is the most expensive, you know? Yeah. But I was like giving God what he is due. He deserves our time, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm giving him that even on vacation, like in worship. It's like, I don't want to show up every Monday morning. Like I, sometimes I'm excited just to get to work, right? But I'm going to give God what he's due yeah, as right. the first fruits of my week. Yeah, I think it's also important to note uh, that that the mass, the highest form of worship, it's named after mission. So the idea is that I go into worship and then I'm sent out on mission because it's a natural derivative of it. It has to mm. happen. Like if I'm in real worship, I, I it's like real mm. encounter. Like I can't leave right. not on mission. You know? And I wonder <laughs> well, like, yeah, go well, ahead. Israel, Israel had this thing they called in and out. Which is oh, so does California? Yeah, no, they, yeah, right? yeah. Like that's where they got from. Yeah, in and out, probably. probably. You know, but they, like, dude, it was literally. And this episode is sponsored by, by Wendy's. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was this, this whole mentality of they would go in to the temple to worship the Lord, get the blueprint, and go out and yeah. and then fight based oh. off of what the Lord told them. Oh, and so it's, really it's like in and out, in and out, in and out. Like that was the, the whole mass, rhythm. Right? Exactly. Mass, right? right? Yeah. And yeah, so that's, in and out. that's yeah. exactly, you're going into the presence of God to worship him. And in the in the process, you're you're encountering his presence. And when we encounter his presence, we receive his heart. And his heart tells us everything we need to do. To yeah. go out. And so we go out and we do it. And so that's why if you, it, mission without worship, I think you're actually just shooting yourself in the foot. Because yeah. it's actually, if you're going in, you're carrying an encounter with the Lord into whatever environment you're going. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and And that actually is the blueprint for how how we're supposed to be on mission yeah, yeah. for people. So I, I love this too, because there's so many negative like uh, fights against worship in the modern culture, right? right? Like you mentioned one earlier, like, well, it's just too emotional or it's right. too me-centered, right? And and it's possible to have a like a, mm-hmm. a, a worship song or something like that or something in the genre of praise and worship that is oriented towards the person and not towards Christ. And, mm-hmm. and we're simply saying maybe that's not the best worship song. Right? Exactly. Like, so you don't yeah. have to I choose those worship songs well, there's, there's, when you choose to do worship. There's devotional songs versus worship songs. Uh-huh. I would I would personally classify a lot of those songs that are like me-focused. I, I would classify them as like devotional. Yeah. Songs. And there's not something, right. is there not bad? No, like, it's not, not like no, when I'm driving to my car. It's, de- it's, it's definitely nice in the Psalms. Like, yeah, right. that's like, true, yeah. you'll, you'll see I all over the Psalms mm-hmm. because, because David's, he's, he's being devotional and he's being worship driven, but there's, there's a, there's a beautiful reciprocity that happens mm-hmm. in that where they can mm-hmm. both be equal. But I wonder, I, I want to go back quick because you were mentioning this at the beginning, Dan, like Aaron, when we, when we transitioned at Damascus into like a, a like more praise and worship style, right? Like worship through song. Um, ministry, like what did that look like? How did that bless mission? Like I, I just I don't even think that I I've been here for like six years now. I don't know if I know all that. So yeah. like when we transition, I guess with fiery fish, um, <laughs> and then probably subsequently. Oh, it was. I mean, even in those early days, it's it's funny. You know, Dan, you you speak about. Um, we look now when we laugh about awesome God, but you know that was where I met the Lord, right? Yeah, that's true. And, and, and God, you know, 
that that God's God sees our our humble yes, um, and He responds right. He yeah. sees our humble yes, and He uses that as the as the avenue, as the opening. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's it's very possible that that yeah, I, I might be I might be that might be all I'm able to give, and because that's all I'm able to give, like that's 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 the widow's might. Oh yeah, that's powerful. Um, uh, Brad, I, I think that as as we as a community have have gone through iterations of, of seeing the Lord move, mm-hmm. it's been marked by those moments of moments mm-hmm. of worship, right? Mm-hmm. We we like to say that it was year three that God transformed Damascus. Um, why? Because that was the first year that we really stepped into like a, a focus on on community and culture. That was the first year that we established a theme, right? That mm-hmm. that was like our, our Marian year. We consecrated of our Catholic year to Mary. Summer camp, right? Of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Thank yeah. you. And uh, that was also the year that we decided we're going to take worship yeah. seriously. We, yeah. we put our money where our mouth is. Like we invested our our little $500 that we didn't have to yeah. bring a band <clears throat> yeah. up from Cincinnati. Well, and how does it impact mission? I think it did two different things. One, it... it um it welcomed the Holy Spirit into our midst mm-hmm. in, in a more profound way, a, a, a radical readiness to receive the Holy Spirit, right? And so when you're worshiping, something happens. I, I think it's just because you're focused, it brings the presence. Right. So the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit started to magnify in our community, which mm-hmm. naturally will bear fruit in, yeah, right. in, in, in mission because the gifts are poured out for the sake of others. And mm-hmm. But then also mm-hmm. it, it forms a spirit of community. And um, I, I don't know how to really explain it, but when our worship culture is the strongest, yeah. Our community well, Dan, is the those, strongest. Those two things are tied, right? Mm-hmm. You, you say you say bring the presence. Like where are we bringing the presence from? We're not tempting God to come like to drive up the driveway and make <laughs> a song. You know, we are we, we are, are the, the presence. We're the jars of oil, yeah. right? And when we when we come into the space and we break them open, guess what? The place starts to smell like oil. Like it starts yeah. to, it starts to smell like the presence of God. So yeah. it's that it's that gift of self hmm. that's yes. actually it's foundational. I mean, I was I was at. Uh, St. Paul Parish um, in Westerville here in, here in Columbus last night for Mass. And uh, St. John Newman, um, the, the, the parish that I attend frequently, has a beautiful culture for contemporary worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been to an awesome Mass that's led by an organist and a cantor mm-hmm. in, I don't know, maybe 10 years. <laughs> <Saint> Paul, <laughs> and, and last night, yeah, there was, there, was an awesome, uh, there was an awesome cantor last night. There was an awesome organist last night. And my heart was lifted in mm. in worship, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to have to fit a, a particular genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has mm-hmm. to be a place where I can pour out my heart. Where, and and there, I, I don't. And, and that often happens where you're you're at mass and the, everyone's singing songs, but no one's actually worshiping. Yeah. You know, and that's yes. that's so just well. And that was last night, and it's right? not attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. worth saying. Yeah, and I and I wonder, is there a way? I guess. Joseph, how have you went? How have you helped people not just sing songs, but actually enter into worship? And what's the role of the worship mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm. to facilitate that process so that we don't just have a great? I mean, because you're a talented musician, and like you're a really talented musician, but your your goal is not to be a talented musician nah, when right. you're worship. Like, mm-hmm. what is your job and as a worship leader? I think it's it's to form a culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that um, that we. I think that sometimes overlook. It's like, oh, well, you just get a good worship leader in there. You just get a good pianist in there, and then it's all going to be fixed. It's like, no, you actually have to create a culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think, I think parishes and schools and whatever need to create places where worship can actually be taught. Yeah. Because if you actually can't teach worship, mm-hmm. then you can bring people in. I mean, I played at my parish in Toledo for a while, and I mean, I would lead praise and worship music, mm-hmm. you know? And so from a yeah. lot of people, a lot of parishes or universities, it's like, that's the dream. Get a talented yeah. person coming and yeah. play. Yeah. We've checked that box. But it doesn't <laughs> actually, it didn't, I mean, people 
Yeah. And people did encounter the Lord through. People would come up afterwards and be like, Probably oh, that was enjoyed so beautiful. the music more. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they enjoyed it, but it didn't actually, you didn't have a, a parish that was worshiping the Lord. Yeah. They were like, kind of like, I mean, they were, they were spectators. They're like, oh, this is really yeah. nice. And yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. It's making me feel something. I really like Joseph's long hair. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, even long at that point. My mom yeah. wouldn't let me get it long. I had to cut oh, it all the time. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it was like, it was, oh, right? Yeah. That, is that yeah, yeah, why yeah. you grow it out? Yeah. Now? It's, like, it's oh, out of rebellion. Yeah. Uh, defiance. Uh, <laughs> that's not but true. it's to create a culture. And that's what's, that's what's happening here at Damascus and why people have come here um, who have been to places like Bethel or Upper or uh, Upper Room or you know Hillsong, these other like worship places, and then come here and they're like, there is something special here that we don't even see at these places. Yeah, I went to Bethel this past summer, and I'm like, their worship leaders are way more talented than we are. Their production is way better than we are. Their instrumentals are way better than we are. Yeah. Hey but now. there's something hey now. <laughs> for now, for now, for now. But there's something about the culture that we have in a room. Yeah, yeah. That I actually, I'm like, I miss. I miss our worship at home. Yeah. And it's, it's creating a culture. And at Damascus, I'm sure you guys have probably talked about it at some point, but we have our missionary mindsets, right? Our yeah, Jesus-centered, yeah. mission-focused, joy-filled, obedient, toilet plunger. Mm-hmm. Anytime I talk about worship or teach on worship, I teach about our culture of worship. Yeah. That our worship is Jesus-centered. It's not about mm-hmm. us. It's about him. Mm-hmm. It's mission-focused, right? Like our mission is to pour out for the Lord, not to mm-hmm. try to mm-hmm. get something for ourselves. It's joy-filled, right? Like our, mm-hmm. our, yeah. our worship changes our environments, not the other way around. It's obedient yeah, yeah, yeah. to what the Lord's doing, to what mm-hmm. the worship leader is going. It's toilet plunging. Like we're actually digging deep for something. David mm-hmm. said, like, let me never offer you something, Lord, that doesn't cost me something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'll teach on, that's what, if I had to, um, if I had to teach on, uh, if I if I had to teach on how to, you know, change parish culture, it's, you have to teach them worship. Yeah, yeah. 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 no, I yeah. love this. Well, I, I love this. And I, I love, I mean, parishes, the church loves worship. They, they, uh, they really like, do. They, I mean, every parish, I, I was thinking the other well, no, day. no, it is worship. The church is worship. Well, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, like, yeah. like, it's not that we, we have to love it, yeah. because you're not <laughs> church without it, right? But, but like, like, I would say even just the worship the the dignity of the worship leader like sure, in the sense sure, of sure. if you, if a parish has four employees usually one of those employees yeah. is, is the worship leader for the yeah. it's just like for years the parish reality has given precedent to and priority to mm-hmm. that position mm-hmm. of who's in charge the director of music yeah. right? right but i would say there hasn't been as much teaching and equipping worship leaders to how to build a culture of worship within the parish. Okay, hold on, hold on. I want to throw an ad in here real quick. Okay, Okay, so this has been on my heart for so long Mm -hmm. to actually form a parish parish mission around teaching a culture of worship to Mm -hmm. your parish. So priests, if there are any of you listening right now who want to host a parish mission to teach your parish how to worship. University. universities, yeah. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me let me ground this quick because I think there's a few things I want to talk about. I think first, I don't want us to, I don't, and I, I know that we're not doing this, but yeah. I want to make sure everyone listening knows this. We're not creating a false dichotomy through worship through song and worship through literature. No, not at all. Like that's the same. So when we're saying that like people can be spectators, you can be spectators in any type of Correct. worship. And so like the the work of the mass, like you can have a heart disposed yep. to worship or not to worship. Yep. When you're singing songs, you can have a heart disposed to worship or not yeah. to worship. And if you're interested in our missionary mindsets, we do have an episode called Missionary Examine. I think that is a good way to like see if you're in the game or not, you know? Yeah, but I, 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 I think like, 
I want to I want to get a little bit more on your life, Joseph, and how you came into kind of leading this here at Damascus. Because a few times you you guys have already heard who are listening, Dan and Aaron, as they've recounted what God's been doing here. They've used Damascus, and I've asked if they meant Catholic Youth Summer Camp. So they were part of our founding. For those of you who didn't know, thank you, Brad, um, for clarity of, of, yeah. of, of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, which was literally just a, a, a summer ministry for young people that they might yeah. encounter Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, over like the course of 15 years, that ministry continued to grow, and we continued to see what charisms the Lord was pouring out, what he wanted us to do. Worship became a huge part of that, Mm -hmm. right? And, And over time, when the Lord provided a place for us, we built this place off of worship. Like yeah. Damascus has been christened with masses and times of praise and worship and adoration hours for yeah. years now. Mm-hmm. And and Joseph came and served as two year, uh, rather in our two year missionary program, yeah. and really decided, you know what? Like this is something I feel drawn to to stewarding, mm-hmm. to like continuing, to advancing. And so then well, after that, he was hired into a mission staff position. Yeah, the so. full-time musicians, right? Like if yeah. David and, and the kingdom of Israel saw revival and transformation when they had full-time musicians, yeah. our heart was, we need a, we need full-time focused worshipers, yeah. right? Yeah. To to be able to to advance this culture. But even before we jump there, I want to get to like just your your journey of faith. Mm. So like, like, because obviously there had to be a starting point to get to a now point, right? Sure. So like, did you want to just tell us about like coming to the Lord? Obviously, so now you're leading worship for Damascus. Right. But before that, you were Joseph who was trying to find out who God was and what he was doing in your life. So how did you come to faith? Yeah. And then what brought you I mean, I'll Damascus? give the I'll give the super the super quick version. I grew up in a really awesome Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and praise and worship was like a part of our regular life. Like yeah, my dad was, would pull out yeah. a guitar. My my little siblings all call him an 80s worship leader. <laughs> like, Dad, you just you said an 80s worship leader. We don't even like your music. Did he anymore. ever have long hair? <laughs> no, I feel for like sure he not. Would have. No, not really. Not really. He's got a clean cut. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So but we like we grew up singing "Awesome God" or you know, um, "Here I Am to Worship" or "I Could Sing of Your Love." All these different like yeah. old classic songs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I never yeah. knew what worship was. I liked it more than like you know, just you know, I liked worship more than like praying a rosary as a kid because I'd like always fall sure, asleep sure. praying a rosary. Yeah, but like worship, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can engage with this in some way, you know. <laughs> um, and so we like I grew up in that environment, and and Dad would lead worship for different events, and I would I played the piano early on, and so I would play at different things. Mm. And again, never I don't think I ever understood like the heart behind it, but sure, there was sure. there's something about even just being in, in the environment that, yeah. that transforms you. Um, so I grew up in that environment, and then um, you know around when I was coming. Uh, when I was going into high school, I kind of, you know, it's, I feel like that's really an age a lot of times where people begin to question, begin to ask the right questions, right? Yeah. yeah I think yeah, sometimes, yeah. and they are the right questions. Like, is, mm-hmm. is God real? You know, is yeah. like, is it worth following him? Like, what does it look <laughs> yeah, like? These are important questions. Like, they are important. Like, I think, I think sometimes <laughs> there's like this, like when people ask those questions, we try to shy away from them. No, yeah. we like want people to ask that because <laughs> yeah. right it allows them to own it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because at so, some point they're going to conclude, yes, yes, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I right. should follow him. Yes. Right. And so for me, I, I felt like, um, I felt like, uh, I got to the conclusion after, you know, my brilliant eighth grade freshman year of mine. Yeah. I came up to the conclusion of, okay, God is real. Like, I know he's real. And I, I feel like I'd encountered him before at, mm-hmm. at different praise and worship moments or adoration moments. But for the most part, I felt like God, like, wasn't close or personal. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of began, I had this viewpoint of God as, like, the way I, I've described it is like a watchmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. a watchmaker makes the watch, and then they set into motion. And for the most part, they let it run. Yeah. But they don't actually really aren't involved in, you know, the day-to-day maintenance of it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was my view of the Lord, 
of, okay, he created the world, he made it. Every once in a while with very special people in special circumstances, he'll step in and do things. But for the most part, he just kind of lets the world run on its own. Mm -hmm. And I I began to just have this um, view of God as just far off and impersonal and not really related to my life. Mm-hmm. And when, when you feel like God's far from personal and doesn't see you, then you try to get the attention of everyone else. Yeah. And, and so my you know freshman, sophomore year was a lot about trying to get the attention of everyone else and trying to be the best at everything and trying mm-hmm. you know to be successful at everything and trying Which to be Which is hard seen. because you were a homeschooler. Well, not really though. Right? <laughs> it should have been, it should have been. But yeah. I was like doing you things f- that like- forget that he's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing- <laughs> I was, I was doing things that like, I was doing things at, well, I was actually in all girls uh, high school. Yeah. Cause didn't have, I was doing plays and musicals because oh, they needed guys. So I was doing, the doing things there, the there right. Go. And doing like that'll sports that'll and okay. you know, all Take these different things. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Um, but I was like looking for, for attention from other people. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. And you, just, I mean, anyone know, who's been there knows the more you get, the more you need. It doesn't actually fill you up. Mm-hmm. And I was just frustrated. And I remember just kind of being like, okay, well, I've been, I've been still like going to youth group and I can give all the right mm-hmm. answers because I know it's the right thing, but my heart's not actually in it. Mm-hmm. And eventually just kind of got to the point where I'm like, okay, if this is real, then I want to be all in for it. And mm-hmm. if it's not, then I, I hate this. I hate this kind of like indifference mm-hmm. that, I, I, that I feel like this numbness. And so I remember just kind of coming I, there was no big rock your socks off kind of moment, but it was like, I remember lady just coming to my room and I'm like, I'm going to pray mm. <laughs> and open the Bible. And I was just like in that quiet, my heart was just open. I'm like, I need the Lord. Mm-hmm. I just felt the presence of God. And I was like, I felt this joy mm. and this peace. And I was yeah. like, that's it. So I came back the next day and the next day and the next mm-hmm. day. And then I came to see where I see for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I saw people who actually lived it out. I actually had a, a vision in my mind. I'm like, this is what it means to actually live this out. I don't yeah. think I had had that before. Yeah. And, and CYC being Catholic Youth Summer Camp, right? Right. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarification. But yeah, yeah. Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Check it out. But like that, I saw people lived it out. And so I began, I went home and I started, I started a youth group because nothing was really happening in our parish youth group. And so it wasn't even meant to be a youth group. It was on a Saturday night because I didn't want to interfere with youth group. And I was like, we're just going to get some people together and talk and pray together mm-hmm. and just grow because I want us to actually grow together and three people became 10 became 20 became 50 people you were, we're like all the largest youth group in the diocese, in the diocese. right in my basement it was like in my basement my mom made a home-cooked meal for 50 people every week I'm like she should be canonized immediately and it was five hours long it was five to ten and that's where I really began I remember the first time I felt called to lead worship and I was so scared because I'm like that's so weird I'm already running this is weird because like I, I don't want to be that guy who like, all right, now you got to hear me sing, you know, kind of thing. But it was so strong on the Lord. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And people came up to me afterwards, like, that was really powerful. And at that point, there was still just like seven of us. Yeah. And it became like a normal staple. And I began to learn how to lead worship. We didn't have a screen. We didn't have a sound system. Mm-hmm. It was just this sure. purity of we're gathering together. And half the people didn't really sing. Yeah. You know, no one was really expressive. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I, I was really forged there in what it looked like to just worship Jesus beyond yeah. what... Um, what I could get out of it or how cool it made me look. Cause it really didn't. <laughs> I love, I, I think there's, there's wisdom in that in the sense, like that's how our worship experience really started too. Like in my mom's house in the basement, right. like Aaron started to play and we just started to invite people over. And it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to preach on a gospel passage and Aaron's going to lead worship. And you know, we did that week after week and it just grew. Right. Uh, like actually it's funny. Cause the last day of the summer, I was like, okay, I'm going to preach on the commissioning of the 72. Cause a lot of people are going to go back to college. And, uh, and, and we had 72 that's people awesome. there. Right. And it's it, awesome. it just, but in eight weeks, people are so hungry. 
hungry for right. it. They just came and came, mm-hmm. and it wasn't you weren't perfect. I wasn't perfect. Excuse me. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you you perfect. No. and I think if if you're if if the Lord's speaking to you and you have a heart for worship and you want to lead others in that, like you don't need a main stage to do it. You just need a basement. Like yeah. invite Amen. people over. Like, well, and that's where you're. That's where you're formed, right? I mean, David spent years just worshiping the Lord as a shepherd without anyone there. And, and that's were, what formed his heart for the Lord. I would amen. not be where I, I would not be where I'm at if I didn't have that time or even my time at Damascus, mm-hmm. right? Where where I could have gone off and done a lot of different things, but the Lord called me to come to a place and serve. Yeah. And it's like being in there, I yeah, I worship led, but you know, you're worship leading for sixth graders who really could care less. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you're also leading small groups for, you know, eighth grade yeah. boys who want to stay up till one in the morning making fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you have that would have been Wait, you. just eight grade boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, I mean, you guys wanna have a slumber party in there? <laughs> <laughs> but like or like cleaning toilets or snowing, all these things. Home, and really. like, I would not be where I'm at. I, I tell people it's the number one thing I tell people today when when they ask me like how how did you get to where you're at? Because the reality is I know people way more talented than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know people have even put in way more work than I have, mm-hmm. but I'm in places in life right now, whether it be with Damascus or with like different things going on in Nashville or whatever, mm-hmm. that like so many people have worked harder than me and are more talented than me have never been or have never seen. And they're like, how do you get to where you're at? And I literally just tell them you serve. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm where I'm at because I found a place where I could just, you know, buckle up and just yeah, serve, yeah. Yeah. serve the Lord because that's what grows you. And again, it comes mm-hmm. back to, to when you are able to just authentically worship the Lord from your heart without any, like no, regardless of what you can get from it, yeah. Yeah. the Lord does stuff. And it, it's such an unconventional path, unconventional, that's the word, mm-hmm. unconventional path, right? Like, it's like, how do you get to Nashville? How do you get to these things? Oh, you, you serve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, that doesn't make any no, sense. No, you serve no, at the summer no, camp. It's, another, it's not a good commercial. Well, no, a mentor yeah. of mine in college <laughs> said something to that and it's, it's stuck with me. And I, I think it's, it's to your point. Uh, Joseph, like if I, I was in college and I was wanting to build some bridges between like ministries and things. And I was like, I, I want to be a bridge builder. Like I want to be a bridge. I want to be a connecting point. And he said something so profound. He was like, if, if you want to be a bridge, if you want to be a connecting point, then lay down and let people walk all over you. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, there's this humbling <laughs> moment of like, he was like, serve. Yeah. Yes. Like, like you're, you're not going to be a bridge by looking and wishing there was a bridge there. Yeah. Like lay down and serve. Now again, like like his point, he was making it like in a very brash way, so as to bring me into that humility, this understanding that like some of the things we want to do, we like in our minds like uh, make it like uh, more prestigious than it is. It's like no, no, no. When I actually get get into it and do the thing, then God actually yeah, right. Those dreams, you know? yeah. Well, and so I mean, and so I came from from there to I ended up serving um, a summer here. Um, going into my senior year, Aaron and Aaron broke the rules to bring me on and, uh, and then ended up leading worship there. And, yeah. and Aaron was really formative in that because Aaron just helped iron out a lot of the, a lot of the things. Let, that let me speak to that a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> I th- Brad, you asked earlier, what were some of the moments where we saw transition happen? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I think th- this might be a word that can, that can be influential or impactful for somebody that, you know, I, I was singularly tasked with like, with, with shepherding and stewarding, our entire culture of, of music and worship here at Damascus for 15 years. And um, uh, sometimes, sometimes the areas that God wants to grow and expand, he's, he's calling you to, to see that transition mm-hmm. by offering it on the altar, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, Joseph was here as a senior in high school and we hadn't even had a single conversation about you leading in Not any capacity. Um, and I just, I, I felt in my heart that summer this like you never even seen me lead before. <laughs> never. No, I, 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 I had so I, we we had had a, like a email 
uh, mentorship thing going on where you had told me about your youth group. And for whatever reason, and it's not even really explainable to me, like there was just this passion on my heart that I need to invite him in to take the reins mm-hmm. um, this summer. Uh, and and at that point in our history too, I mean, summer camp was like, it was it was the thing that I held closest to my chest. Yeah. I mean, you and I still did everything yeah. mm-hmm. um, at that point. Yeah. Uh, and we we're still acting in skits. We were still speaking <laughs> on stage. We were, I was still leading music every night. Yeah. And it was that invitation uh, from the Holy Spirit that that mm-hmm. you need to you need to intentionally give this away mm-hmm. if it's going to be blessed and multiplied. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is not just minute. I mean, that's not just music. It's it is it it is it has to be the fundamental uh, ministry model because yeah. it was Jesus's yeah. ministry model. Like yeah. Jesus is like uh, he he that's didn't true. just call followers; he equipped leaders, and so he brought people to him. And he's like, mm-hmm. he, he literally he says, "You're going to do greater works than I did." Like he, he <laughs> yeah. like uh, I'm not going to be the, the the greatest show you are. Like he mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. like. I'm gonna, and then he's like, uh, he's so like, cool. I'm gonna empower you. Like literally, I'm gonna empower. I'm gonna give you my power, the power of the yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you so that you can do the works that I've done in greater works yeah. than these. And and in ministry, yeah. we often yeah. it's like, oh, finally, I'm the worship leader. So now I'm gonna hold on to it, right? right? And it's this matter of no, how do I get to a place where I can give things away so that I can give more, yeah. get more from the Lord, and then give more away? And even so, if temporarily, you would do it better, right? Like, cause, cause I, yeah. I, cause I, I've thought about that before. Is like. Um, like just in the ministry we do, even this podcast right now, you know who would talk about worship better than us? God. <laughs> but, but he like, but he, but he like Probably. loves us so much that he's like, no, I want, I want you to go about this. I want you to yeah. go about my work. Right. And like, that's amazing. And, and like, if we have the heart of God, right. If we're, yeah. if we actually bring ourselves, Jesus uses two adjectives to describe himself, that he's meek and that he's humble of heart, right. That he has power under control and then he's willing to, to lay himself down. Yeah. And like, if we're willing to be a leader like that, then what right. we'll begin to see is even if someone like, and, and a guy, this this doesn't equate immediately to the the God piece because He would always do it better without us, but like for us at first, even if someone's not doing it better without us, watch what it becomes. Yeah, as you let go of it and you invest, well, it, it multiplies. You impart I, it. You know, and I mean, just to honor you guys, that's exactly what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think like like you guys welcomed me on. You've welcomed so many people on yeah. and just given us like, hey, we're going to let you run with this, even though like mm-hmm. there's going to be some, you know, stumblings and some of course. like things, but like we're going to let like let you run with it because we yeah. believe in raising people up beyond just mm-hmm. us, yeah. which is so cool. And then, and then too, I think like, I mean, I came on and I led worship and I was invested in, I was grown and I served. And, mm-hmm. and then it was really a, a great example. And I, I don't, I know we, we talk about this, but this was just such like a, a um, prime example of what we say when we say mm-hmm. we don't want to do something and tell like the Lord to get behind us. Mm-hmm. We want to see what the Lord is doing and we want to get behind it. Yeah. And you guys as leaders identified the Lord's doing something in our worship. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing something in our worship culture. This is like a high enough priority, even though we weren't quite sure how it fit into everything. Right. It's like, but you're like, the Lord's doing something here and we are willing to invest mm-hmm. to yeah. make it happen. Invest yeah. people and resources. And, resources. Yeah. and so, I mean, and now we're at this place where, I mean, we were, we just recorded a live album, um, yeah, 11 new songs. And um, I was on the phone with, with Matt Marr last week and he was literally saying how, I mean, he said he cried listening to this. Mm, like he, he cried and he, um, he said, your grace is enough came out 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, I've been, you know, kind of waiting to see like, what's next. And he's like, I believe that this is what's next. Mm-hmm. That like, this is going to bless the church like so much. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to like, I want to see this like come about. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just like, that's so crazy. You know, that yeah. like this, this little yes that 
everyone at this table has given mm-hmm. in different capacities is like yeah. doing something that's going to, you know, transform the church. Yeah. Right. And yes. it's like, we want, we're trying to create a place where even with us at Damascus worship, it's not about us. Yeah. yeah. Cause we yes. want to, we want to model exactly what we've received. And that's mm-hmm. we're we exist for the building up. Uh, well, for the, for the glory of God and for the building up of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that looks like, like one of my biggest passions is to equip other worship leaders, mm-hmm. you know, to raise them up. Yeah. So we, I mean, we ran a songwriting conference last year. And we're like, we're raising up songwriters in the Catholic so church. We're yeah. running a worship conference this year. We're raising up worship leaders in the church. Mm, we want to yeah. partner with parishes, right? Yeah. To like, <laughs> we're running to, parish missions. To grow them, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to like grow people in this. Like uh, we are, we want we're creating resources for, yeah. for churches. I mean, we have churches already all like using our songs and things. Yeah. And, and it comes down to, again, like this is, this is a priority. It's not a side mm-hmm. hustle. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. Talk, yeah. let's talk about that growing the church. Cause I think like, um, I, we could talk about worship all day long, but so that we get this in, I think it's important because um, right now, I think in the Catholic Church, a huge question is like, what's what's the entry point for someone mm-hmm. who hasn't been to church in a while, who, who, who doesn't want to go right into the mass that's hard to understand? Yep. What's the entry point? A lot of times, praise and worship can be a great entry point because what happens is you walk in and songs are being sang, and you can kind of hang in the back and you can, you can analyze. Yeah. There's an entry yeah. point yep. to it. And to grow the church, like you're saying, Joseph, we want to grow worship leaders. Can we talk about that a little bit? Like, how do we see worship playing into maybe a soft entry point for someone who's like, I might want to give my well, life to the Lord? Because worship is the most natural thing we do because it's what we were created for. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So in every single moment we're worshiping something. I love yeah. telling kids, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, we're we're worshiping like we're worshiping Jesus. Don't worry about what the person next to you is sure, thinking because sure, you're not worshiping sure. them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, but at every single moment, there's something we're worshiping. Yeah. And that's, that's right. like that's always right. a good heart check because yeah. it's like, yeah. am I actually worshiping God or am I worshiping yeah. my work or yeah. my money or yeah. my mm-hmm. status? But yeah. we're worshiping something. So worship is actually so natural for us. There's a reason in heaven why, who are the people closest to the throne? It's the worshipers. Yeah, right. How did God choose to be loved for all eternity? Dang it, I'm going to be so far from the throne. You're, but you're such a worshiper, oh, no, though. You're okay, such yeah, a worshiper. No, worshipers. Okay. But okay. Like, so it's not just the guy. And it's like, he didn't, he didn't, you know, God didn't put the, you know, the engineers there, the doctors there, the nurses there. Like, no. He put the worshipers, the worshipers there. Because that's actually what loved his heart. Why? I don't know. But it's, mm-hmm. it's what he did. Yeah. And it's like this, I, I heard this analogy once. It's like, you know, if you, Dan, let's just say you hate avocado toast, okay? Mm, like hypothetically. Just, hypothetically. Yeah. You hated avocado toast. And it's like the worst thing ever. You don't understand why anyone would like it. I've never heard dropped of it. so low. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Who puts but avocado Amber, on toast? Amber loves avocado toast. Yeah, Your yeah. wife loves yeah, avocado yeah. toast and it's her favorite thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. You're going to love her by making your avocado toast. Yeah. You might not understand why she likes it. You might understand why like yeah, she could yeah. ever, like I don't, I don't get this, but she loves it, and so mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna give that yeah. for her because she loves it. And it's the yeah. same thing with worship. That's awesome. Whether or not we understand it, we like it, we we resonate with it. Yeah, sure. Look at Revelation. What yeah. is God, how is God yeah, choosing all right? Yeah, what is just, what is heaven? Yeah. It's worshiping God. Whether we like it, understand yeah, it, yeah, feel yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's our avocado toast. Yeah. to it's Jesus. A, well, it's a liturgy because what? like the, our beloved priest. Anyone listening to this, like you're a worshiper. Like right. you're worshiping on behalf of the people. Thanks for being close to the throne. Like I, I think. When I look at the worship, like and I think Joseph makes a good point, we're made to worship, but it's a hard jump from the daily worship I do to the highest form of worship in the mass. It's really hard because it's yeah. like so different. Mm-hmm. I think I think worship in a in a musical context it bridges it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? yeah oh, for sure. We got just a couple minutes left. Yeah. Um, in wrapping up, Joseph, can you can you give us just a a little sneak preview on the album? Um, tell us about the sure. new album. Tell us maybe what what we can look forward to and how do we <laughs> find Damascus worship? Yeah, so um, the album is really exciting. We 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 created eleven songs. Um, mm-hmm. from our community here uh, of just songwriters and worshipers and people. Um, and and the goal of it really is just, it's a gift to the Lord first and then a gift to the church. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, we want, these, these are our hearts for the Lord. And we, 
actually believe that this is going to carry the church into deeper worship of him. And that's what, mm-hmm. from people who have heard it, they're all, they're all so blessed by that. And so, yeah, we're, we're really excited for it. Um, there's a lot of different songs, different leaders, different varieties, and all for the intention of, you know, leading people to deeper worship mm-hmm. in the Lord. Um, it'll be able to be found everywhere. Uh, we're still, um, don't have a date set for it yet, but don't have a date. Do we have a title yet? Near completion. God of promises. Is yeah. The title of the album. Yeah. Um, and so we're coming towards the end of it. It's been a really fun process. We actually had some of the people upper room. If anyone's listening, mm-hmm. upper room is one of the, like the biggest, ca- uh, not Catholic, maybe one day Christian, <laughs> uh, Christian worship movements out there. And the guy who produces for them actually came in and produced yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, That's great. and so it sounds amazing. Um, it really, captures uh, the my favorite part about it is the crowd right mm-hmm. and that's what you even heard matt was saying this or even other people who are listening how we're like you guys you guys have people who know how to worship because yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can hear the crowd yeah. just like yeah, pouring yeah, yeah. their hearts out for mm-hmm. the lord yeah. that's um, really and it's really really neat because that's again bigger than yeah. who we are as worship leaders or songwriters yes. or whoever yeah. it's a people who worship yeah. so we're really excited for yeah it. and before we close in prayer just want to like um we just want to honor you, Joseph. Thanks mm. for like leading this and spearheading it. And Amen. it's going to bless the church so much. And, mm. and to the point of our conversation, like we, we could talk about worship forever, right? Like if you're listening to the podcast today and you're thinking to yourself, like, how can I create a place where we can bring people in and then, and then bring them to a place where they can give a yes to Jesus, mm. like thinking about worship in the context of song, like praise and worship in your church, in your sphere of influence is such a good way. Cause yeah. again, it gives an entry point where we can then bring them deeper and deeper into the beauty, the mystery mm-hmm. and the tradition of the faith. So mm-hmm. um, why don't we, let's just take a time um, to pray just that anyone listening, that they would have a heart that's inspired for worship, yeah. that they would see mm-hmm. the mass in a new light, that they would see songs in a new light, that they would see their life in mm-hmm. a new light where the entirety of their life is a worship Song to the that's Lord. A, that's let's, a good. That's a good prayer. Let's, uh, yeah, let's start. <laughs> I like that. Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And, uh, Lord, Amen. we um, Jesus we do that thing. <laughs> we give you time here. We give you time to do as you mm. will. Lord, thank you for all of the different topics we were able to discuss here at this table. <laughs> Thanks for taking us in and out and all around so that we could get back to the heart that is worship. And we pray that you would just impart right now, Lord, through your Spirit a gift in all of us for worship at every moment of every day in mm-hmm. song and in devotion. Yeah, God, let us let us bow down. Um, let us put, uh, make ourselves low so that your name can be lifted high. Mm. Whether whether that means priestly service, whether that means service in music, whether that means service in the pews uh, or in the auditorium at Damascus. Mm. Uh, Lord, we put ourselves low and we lift you high. We yeah. lift our voices to make your name known. Um, Jesus, teach us how to make a sacrifice of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to intercede for <clears throat> a spirit of unity. The Lord's just saying that um, he just wants to raise up more Catholic uh, worship leaders to bring unity to his church again, mm-hmm. that that uh, Protestants and Catholics are going to be able to worship together in a way in these coming years, in a way they never have before. So Lord, I just pray that where there's been division, you just bring amazing unity and that uh, division will be broken in your holy name yeah. and that you'll allow just a spirit, the Holy Spirit to fall out amongst the people of God as we, we worship you so that that spirit of unity bonds us again. Um, mm-hmm. around the name and the banner of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More. More, Lord. Amen. Yeah, Lord, I just pray that uh, that a spirit of worship would just rise up among your people, mm-hmm. not just in the big, exciting moments, but in the mm-hmm. everyday moments, God, when mm-hmm. we're doing the dishes, when we're having a conversation, when we're doing work, that we would always worship you in those moments, that our lives would be an offering, a sacrifice to you in every single moment that we have throughout our day, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. And we bless you and we praise you. And it's in your mighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Well, that's another episode, a good one. Brock, can you sing us out? I, 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 I won't <laughs> sing us out, but I will transition us out. I um, We're just so grateful. Uh, we're grateful for all of you who listen today and listen regularly. If you like this episode, feel free to like it, subscribe to us as Beyond Damascus. And if you have someone in your life that you're like, they would love listening to this, send it to them and... um. And yeah, we'll we'll be back with you again next week. We hope that you have a great week. Take this worship into your week and bless you. Amen. Amen.